This episode of the Impact Makers podcast is sponsored by Workplace from Meta. Everybody's talking about the metaverse these days, but Workplace from Meta is different. I mean, the clue's in the name, right? Workplace is a business communication tool that uses features like instant messaging and video calls to help people share information. Think Facebook before your company. It's part of Meta's vision for the future of work, a future in which your job isn't just something you do, but something you experience. A future in which we'll all feel more present, connected, and productive. Start your journey into the future of work at workplace.com forward slash future. Do you want to be a leader who gets noticed, gets things done, and gets real results? Then you need influence and authority. Join host Jennifer McClure to learn how to build authority, expand your influence, and increase your impact. This is the Impact Makers Podcast with Jennifer McClure. Hey there, Impact Makers. As we all work to close out the current year and prepare for a successful 2023, I'm sure like me, a lot of you are doing some reflection on this crazy year in the world of work. If you're a leader and you have people that you must lead, manage, care for, and grow, it's been a challenge to both keep people in your workplace, to keep them engaged, to understand what their needs are, and also to ensure their success in their jobs so that the company can remain competitive and continue to grow in the future in a vastly changing world of work. So I want to help you as we kind of focus in on a time period where many of you will be doing performance evaluations, you'll be having end of year discussions, you're talking about goal setting and goal planning for the next year. And I want to give you 10 questions that I think you should be taking into those discussions, even if they're not formal performance review discussions. You know, over the last few years, we've had companies that have said they're going to eliminate performance reviews altogether and do more quick pulse and check-ins and have more frequent discussions. I don't think some of those turned out the way that people had planned, but the reality is good leaders really take the time to focus in on and have conversations, not just end of the year performance discussions with their employees to understand what's working, what's not working, and how they can help to set them up for success. So again, I wanted to share 10 questions that I think you should be taking into those discussions to really understand the things that are driving the great resignation that's been going on over the last couple of years, as well as the uncertainty for a lot of people in terms of employment and their future and how they view work and life. So as their leader, you really need to understand that. Now, we've known for years, whether it's looking at survey results or looking at your own data from internal results in your company, that typically people are leaving jobs. The word out there on the street is, is that people leave managers, not companies, and there's a lot of truth to that. But I think more and more people are really focused on making sure that work serves their needs and their, their life. And so they're leaving. The great resignation was driven by people searching for career growth opportunities and Please understand that that doesn't necessarily mean a higher title or even in many cases more pay. All ages and generations in the workplace are looking for growth opportunities. What can I learn, grow and develop, become more interested in, have curiosity about? So career growth continues to drive people who are looking for opportunities elsewhere outside of your organization or are being plucked outside of your organization by recruiters offering them growth and opportunity that they don't see within their current place of employment. 
Another thing that's been driving the great resignation and the instability in the workplace has been around flexibility at work. Now, a lot of the discussion has been around work from home or work in the office, but the real discussion we should be having is flexibility and how can we offer that to our employees, regardless of whether they're hourly employees working on a manufacturing line or their office or knowledge workers who maybe can work from home and whether or not you choose to do so. So flexibility and how that matches with what your employees are searching for or what they feel best meets their needs is a big driver of the great resignation. And then the third area is appreciation and recognition. And again, this is not new. This is something that for years we've known that humans in general don't get enough appreciation and recognition. So it's almost like the, you know, we know to lose weight, we need to eat less and exercise more and maybe put together a plan to actually attack it. We know that people want to be appreciated and recognized at work, but we don't often really take steps to attack it. So these 10 questions that I'm going to give you today to maybe have a discussion with your direct reports or your team members uh, as you close out this year are really focused on kind of those three areas, career growth, flexibility, appreciation, and recognition. Because if you're wanting to keep your top talent or to keep the talent that you have so that you can discover their talents and help them to grow into top talent, then you need to understand them at a deeper level than just what are your goals for this year and here are the goals that I'm setting for you. So the first area that got three questions for you and is really around discovering the skills that they need to focus on or develop or that you can help them to focus on and develop and areas to eliminate or support them because it may be a weak area or something that is not really uh, helpful to them in their job. So the first question I'll give you is what are three aspects of your job that you feel you're best at or enjoy the most? Now, this may seem like an odd question when you are having a performance discussion or maybe you have just sat down with someone to have an end of the year discussion. But as their leader, it's really important for you to understand what excites them about the work that they do. And none of us are excited about all aspects of our work. So really honing in on what they're best at, how you can maybe get them the opportunity to do more of that. That's where people feel in flow at work, that state of flow that's mentioned. And that's where they also feel like they're doing their best. Now, I've got the number three in there, and some of these questions will also have numbers. I learned from many years of doing interviewing as a recruiter, an executive recruiter, and just as a leader and coach in general, that often when you ask people to give you a set number of answers to your question, that it helps them to think about filling a list. So in other words, if you say, what do you feel like you're best at or you enjoy the most, you'll more than likely get somebody looking up and to the right and they'll go, um, I'm not sure. Or they'll say, I think I do this well. They kind of will throw out an answer. But if you ask someone to fill a list, what are three aspects of your job that you feel you're best at or that you enjoy the most, then they immediately kind of think in terms of I need one, two and three. So whether you ask for three or five or 10, I mean, don't go crazy because if the list sounds too long, then nobody wants to fill it. But helping them to really draw out more answers by giving them a number to fill can be helpful to you. And with all of these questions and in questions and coaching in general, the more that you can just listen and allow silence for people to begin to formulate answers, the better answers that you will get. So what are three aspects of your job that you feel you're best at or enjoy the most? Again, we want to help to understand 
where we can better support them in the future, where we can maybe direct more of their work activities. And you might be surprised that some of the things that they feel that they're best at are not what you had recognized as a leader. The flip side of that question is, what are two areas, and again, I choose two just to give them a number to fill, what are two areas in your job where you could use more support or resources or would prefer not to do? Now, this question can get tricky based off the level of trust that they have in you, but again, help to reassure them that the goal is not to understand their weaknesses here, but it may be that you can eliminate some tasks or maybe someone else on the team really enjoys an aspect of their job that is not fulfilling for them. So it's more a discussion of, again, we all have aspects of our job that are more enjoyable or less enjoyable to do. So helping them to feel comfortable with giving you areas where they could use some more support or resources would be helpful to understand so that you might be able to help them either, again, eliminate some of those activities or get some support. And then the third question to discover skills to focus on or develop and areas that you can support, ask them this question. Outside of work, what do you really enjoy doing? Do you have a hobby or a passion project that you work on that gives you joy? I think if you haven't had a discussion like with this with your employees with the intent of looking at, again, what are they passionate about? What do they feel that they're best at? You've missed out on an opportunity again to maybe find some areas in the workplace and in their job that you can help them to feel more enjoyment, more fulfillment, etc. I'll give you a couple of examples. If you, you know, back in my history, I knew a leader once that really did a good job of asking a question like this of his employees. And one of the skill sets that he learned that one of his employees had was she loved to do photography. And this particular leader, one of the things that he would often do is have events or networking events or throw parties for customers, et cetera. And he offered her, again, not assigned the work necessarily, offered her the opportunity, she was going to be there anyway as part of the team supporting the event, to be the photographer for their corporate events and for their team events. And I spoke with her about this and she just lit up when she talked about the opportunity to do something that she was passionate about as part of her work. And it really added to the enjoyment that she had in her job as a salesperson, but it allowed her to use a skill and a passion in the workplace simply because her manager had said, what is something that you like to do outside of work and found a way that she could do that as part of her job. There are probably opportunities for people like that in your workplace as well. Now, if you ask me, obviously, I'm going to say horses and being out there riding and spending time with my horses. But we could also, if you were my leader, have a discussion about why that is and what I enjoy about it and why it gives me fulfillment. And we could probably find some ways that I could get more of that in my work and in the workplace. So it's a question, again, kind of different than what you might think of asking in terms of having discussions with your employees. But the goal, again, is to find ways to help them connect with their passions and to feel fulfillment in their work. And to do that, you need to understand what are the tasks, the activities, the learning that they enjoy so that you can direct more of that their way. A second area to focus on and have questions around is their learning and development and career growth. Again, the the studies are there. People tend to leave 
their job for another job when they don't feel like or see the path or opportunity for growth. And often as leaders, we assume if they're not coming to us and asking for growth opportunities, then they must not be interested or we all have a lot of work to do and let's all just do the work that's assigned. But people more than ever in all generations, not just the younger employees, but certainly the younger generations in the workplace are looking for ways to grow and develop their skills and to find ways to do new and interesting work, even if it's in their same job. So a couple of questions you can ask or should ask, I think, in terms of their learning and development career growth is, number one, is there something you would like to have an opportunity to learn or explore that either isn't part of your current job or is something you'd like to try? I've long told managers, again, when you think about career growth, not everyone wants the higher title Everybody likes more pay, but they're not necessarily thinking about growth in terms of title and pay. Growth could be that I get to participate on a cross-functional team, that I get to work on a project that's not normally within my area of responsibility, or that I get exposure to a certain group of leaders, or maybe even get to try out a new career path through having a special project or the opportunity to do that. So by getting people to share with you what they're thinking about in terms of growth and development and what that means to them could provide you with real opportunities to fulfill that need again in their current job at their current company, rather than having a discussion with an external recruiter or seeing a job ad where they think they're going to get that elsewhere. I once had a coaching client, a CIO of a large organization, that when we started our coaching engagement I gave him the Myers-Briggs test so that he could understand both what his personality traits were and we could use that to kind of frame up some of our discussions. If you're familiar with the MBTI, it's about introversion, extroversion, thinking, feeling, perceiving, judging. And I find those can be meaningful for people to understand in coaching situations. He was so, uh, he'd never taken it before. And he was really intrigued by his own personal results. And he decided to give the MBTI test to all 38 of his direct reports, which were executives that worked around the world. They were distributed. This was long before we were talking about work from home or uh, working in the office. The organization was global and he had people all over the world that he would have, you know, monthly conversations with, but he'd never really gotten to know them personally. And as part of the MPTI and having them take that and then seeing both their results and having discussions with him, one of the most meaningful things that we did in our coaching engagement was he ended up shifting a lot of roles and responsibilities among the team because of what he learned about them in those discussions. Some wanted more exposure to upper management and leadership. Some really liked working on the details of projects, etc. Now, it didn't necessarily change their roles or responsibilities in terms of the job that they had, but he was able to deliver on a lot of the things that would really add more meaning and impact and allow them to grow as individuals. And also to understand that maybe some of them were doing tasks or activities that weren't a good match for their skill sets. And how could he think about maybe moving them away from those opportunities or getting support for them in those areas. So is there something you'd like to have an opportunity to learn or explore? Again, a wide open question, but you're looking for ways that they're thinking about their own growth. A second question to ask is, are there skills that you would like to learn or career opportunities that you would like to explore that you don't feel are available to you in your current role or at this company? 
Now, again, I've been an executive recruiter, or executive search consultant. I've made the calls into people where I've gotten their names as someone who's been referred to me as top talent. And this is a question that often is what gets people to budge. When you can help them see that there are career opportunities outside of the company that they don't feel like are available to them or aren't aware of within the company, that's where you get people to think about leaving. Or maybe they're already thinking about leaving because they don't see those opportunities in their current company. So as a leader, and you're wanting to keep talent in your organization, especially the top talent, you need to understand what is it that they want to learn or what opportunities are they interested in that they don't see a path to in your company. Now, there's a couple of ways this could go. It could be that those opportunities currently aren't available in the company, and you can explore either how to offer them to them or what they might be able to do instead, or it's just a good place to have that discussion. Why not find out already if there's a risk that they're going to go elsewhere because they don't see something that's available to them? So for example, someone might say, well, you know, my goal is to be the VP. I'm currently the director in the company. You're my VP. You're 42. I'm 40. I don't really see that I'm going to be able to grow into your role. So my goal would be to find an opportunity where I could get a VP level position. Now, obviously, there need to be a lot of trust in that discussion. And hopefully, uh, if you are able to get someone to, to share that information with you, you can handle it appropriately. But that allows you to have a discussion is, well, if my role is not necessarily available, what are roles that we should be looking at that maybe you would feel are comparable or that you would also be interested in? Or if the discussion turns to that there is going to be a need for this person to exit the company in order to obtain that level of growth in their career, you can start to plan for that and do succession planning in a sense and involve them in that process. I expect you to handle this like adults, obviously, but we want to know how people are looking at their growth and development. And so we can discover and find ways to offer that to them internally in order to keep them. Or if they are going to need to go externally, that we understand that and can plan and prepare for it. The third area that I mentioned earlier about why people are leaving their jobs or changing, changing again, jobs and organizations is around flexibility and work hours. Many people have gotten used to the idea of having flexibility in their work hours, whether that's working from home, working a reduced schedule, working a more flexible schedule. There are a lot of ways that flexibility plays into the workplace. And of course, many companies over the last few months, many leaders have made decisions about wanting people to come back into the office or taking away some of that flexibility that was provided during the pandemic in the months following the pandemic after it began. And I shared a recent survey, I believe it was from Manpower, a global survey in one of my presentations this year, where the biggest fear of workers is losing the flexibility that they've gained over the last couple of years. So you may be thinking as a leader, we just simply can't offer that in our organization, or we can't continue to offer the flexibility that we've offered. But obviously, you're at risk to lose some of your talent if they are very interested in flexibility. So again, we want to have discussions so we can be aware of what people want and need before they come in and say, I'm giving my two weeks notice because I was able to get this elsewhere. And then maybe you scramble to try to repair it after the damage has already been done. So around flexibility and work hours, a simple question of does the current schedule or work situation allow you to do your best work while also enjoying your life away from work? 
It's, again, a broad question that should hopefully open up some discussion. There are times of the year when people are working more heavily, when the hours that are required, many, many people, including leaders right now, are burnt out because of the demands on their time. So this is a discussion where you might hear about burnout, you might hear about exhaustion, or you hopefully will be able to have a comprehensive discussion around those aspects, as well as how someone wants to do their work. And sometimes, again, maybe you're not able to provide the operating room nurse the opportunity to work from home, or maybe there are opportunities to allow some flexibility in the schedule for some days to work at home or some days that that person is required to come into the workplace. But to have those discussions for the people that you want to retain and keep, and I would certainly advise you to have those discussions with all of your employees, because ideally you want to retain and keep the employees that you have but certainly your top talent, understand where they are in terms of what they're thinking about where and how they work best. So that again, similar to the discussion earlier, if you're not able to offer that in your company, that you can have an honest discussion about that, or you can get creative and think about how you can meet their needs and desires in some other way. But have those discussions before people walk in and tell you why they're leaving and you regret the fact that you didn't have that discussion before they made that decision. Another area that I think is just helpful to understand and to have good discussions with your employees to build that rapport is really understanding how they like to be managed. Remember I said earlier, we all don't feel like we get enough recognition and appreciation in our workplace, but I also recognize that we're all different in terms of the levels that we expect or want or need from our our boss or our employer in terms of that recognition. I know I don't like a lot of public recognition myself, but I've certainly had employees that have worked for me and on my teams that really enjoy that aspect of being recognized and appreciated enthusiastically in front of others. So I think as a leader, it's really important for you to understand how each individual on your team wants to be recognized and appreciated and what's meaningful them meaningful to them. So a couple of questions I think you can ask in that area is how do you like to be recognized and appreciated and what is meaningful to you? So again, how, you know, how would I be able to show you that I appreciate you so that you feel recognized and appreciated? And that's the question that people don't get asked often. So again, you're going to need to be quiet to allow for some thinking time. You might even need to allow someone to think about their answer and come back and tell you later, but to open up the discussion of how you can best show them appreciation so that they feel recognized and appreciated by their leader at work, I think will be invaluable to you. And then a a last question I think to ask in that area is how often would you prefer to meet to discuss and share progress against your goals? Again, we as leaders are wired maybe for a semi-annual or an annual performance review, um, but often good leaders, I think, certainly meet regularly to discuss progress against goals. But some people, it's similar to the recognition and appreciation. Maybe some people want to have more discussions. They need to talk things through depending on their personality type or whatever. Maybe they like to discuss things out loud. They want your input. They want to understand if they're going the direction that you want. And then there are others who they're just like, show me the hill and I'll take it and I'll come let you know if I need your support. And I think for those people, you have to still schedule regular meetings, but understanding how often people want to have your input and involvement in achieving their goals and objectives, I think is very helpful and valuable as a leader. 
So again, those are 10 questions that I think, whether you're having performance discussions or end of year discussions to set people up for success for 2023, you want to retain your top talent. We can avoid the great resignation in your organization and on your teams if people feel like there's opportunity for career growth, that they have the flexibility that they desire, or they feel like that we're at least working to help them get that, and they feel recognized and appreciated at work. That goes a long way if they are already bought into the mission and goals of the company and they feel like the work that they do matters. And then I'm going to give you a bonus question, which kind of encompasses a lot of what I've already shared with you earlier, but it's a magic question. I call it, you know, the magic wand question. And I use it a lot, both as a coach, I certainly use it as a recruiter, and I use it a lot in of some of the interviewing that I'm doing with some of the projects that I'm working on with clients. And that is the magic wand question where you give someone, I always like usually have a pen in my hand and I say, let's pretend this pen is a magic wand and I'm giving it to you. What is one thing that you would want to do with this magic wand that you could change, that you could make happen, that you didn't have to worry about how much it cost, who had to do it, whether or not it was actually possible. What is one thing that you'd like to do? with this magic wand that you could change or create or impact. And what this magic wand often does is it gives people the freedom to release all of the perceived or real barriers that come to mind. Well, we could never get that approved or we could never afford to do that or I don't have the authority to do that. I think when you allow people just to have white space to think about what they would change or do differently or what they would implement, then you're able to get some good ideas and discussion started. I used this in a group interview recently where it had been like pulling teeth to get people to kind of answer questions and give input. And once I gave the magic wand to everyone and said, somebody pick it up and take it, suddenly everyone had something to say. Once one person shared their input and their crazy wacky idea, then other people felt freedom to share theirs as well. So that magic wand can often be a great question to ask to open people's discussion, as well as for you to hear ideas and to think about maybe ways that you can think differently as well. Sometimes people's magic wand solutions are not that hard to implement, or maybe it is a new way of thinking, or we do need to try something different in order to do it, but it's the way to generate innovation and creativity, and also for you to hear what they're looking for that maybe they don't currently have in their job. So those are just 10 questions that I think if you're a leader in today's world who's looking to keep talent in your organization, you want to be an effective leader, you want your employees to feel cared for and valued, that having the discussions where you're asking these types of questions on a regular basis is really important and valuable. Now, you, I'm sure we're driving or maybe on the treadmill or doing something where you weren't writing down all those questions. We'll have those for you in the show notes, which you can find on my website at jennifermcclure.net or in the podcast app that you're listening to. Just click on the description for the episode and they'll be in the episode or a link to them there. Write them down. Bring them to your next employee discussion. Help your employees to feel like you as their leader are really interested and focused on their career growth that you are there to support them, to have the flexibility of a life and work that maybe they're blended, but they don't have to compete with each other. And also that you want to be someone who recognizes and appreciates them in a way that's meaningful and valuable to them. 
So I'll see you here next week. So some more tips to help make you more effective as a leader as you close out this year and set you and your teams up for success in the next. Have a great day, Impact Makers. It's time for you to get noticed, create change, and grow your influence. Don't waste any time. Subscribe to this podcast and help us get the word out by leaving a review. 